Good morning. Jesus is risen. Amen. It's good to see everybody here on this Resurrection Sunday morning. Uh, we had uh, had a good uh, good service Thursday night, and we're going to have a good one or better this morning. To uh, those of you listening on uh, Facebook or uh, out in the ether someplace, uh, welcome to the Lexington Christian Church, Lexington, Indiana. Somebody mentioned this morning he was going to the real Lexington. I said, you're in the real Lexington. Why do you want to go to Massachusetts? Uh, I didn't realize there was an artificial Lexington. It's uh, across the river down there somewhere. Not much in the way of announcements. So we will have a regular monthly business meeting uh, tomorrow evening starting at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, we will have no Bible study this evening. Mary's called it off so we can do things with family. and We'll uh, get back on it next Sunday. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> and I guess that's it. Do we have any birthdays this, uh, this week? Got one, Marvin, two, Jim. Oh, wow. Anybody else? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, God bless you, happy birthday to you. And somebody tie the preacher down, he's off his meds again. Holy Ghost coffee. Okay. Say that again louder so they can hear you outside. Holy Ghost coffee. There you go. Anniversaries. All over the house. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. Oh, what a beautiful day. Let's uh, continue our worship with number 269. Let's stand and sing, Christ Arose.
Father God, thank you so much for this beautiful Easter Sunday. Lord, we are so blessed. And this, especially this time of year, we are reminded so much of your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, you went through so much agony, and pain, suffering, even death. But it wasn't over. You arose. And you give us victory. As you gain victory over death, you give us victory over death. So we praise you and we thank you and we ask you, Lord, to touch our hearts in a special way this this Easter Sunday morning as we recall just what you have done for us out of love. Lord, let your love shine through today in all that is said and all that's done. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning, let us break bread together on our knees, number 265. has a communion meditation. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. The cross is empty and so is the tomb. You can try to bury power, but it won't stay there. You can try to bury truth but it is not dead. You can try to bury love, but it cannot be contained. <coughs> Jesus is alive. He won the victory of sin and death. Amen. And he's still the same even in all the days after that Easter weekend. He never changes. Amen. He made a way for us to live free. No other truth in history has the ability to change our lives and affect our future like this. Yet so many still choose to reject Christ's sacrifice and love. He offers us a choice today, and it's the best decision you could ever make. Yes. What Christ's death on the cross and power of his resurrection offers provides a bridge, a way to God. It gives us an opportunity to have a personal relationship with the very God who made us and loved us more than we could ever imagine. Without the cross... There is no way to cross over to the other side of relationships with him. Any attempt will fail. He is the only way. It provides opportunity for forgiveness of sin through the price that Jesus paid on Calvary. 
we have the chance to be forgiven of our own sin. He yes. took our sin and shame upon his very shoulders. He took the blows on our behalf so we wouldn't have to suffer. Such incredible love. Such an amazing sacrifice. It provides freedom to all who believe. Freedom from the shackles of sin. Freedom from shame, from fear. Freedom from worry. Freedom from hopelessness. Freedom from despair. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from darkness and eternal separation from God. It provides new life. We are not only forgiven and set free, but we have a whole new life and destiny through Christ. We are changed from the inside. Amen. He renews our minds. He changes our hearts and desires. And he gives us fresh purpose for every day set before us. Yes, it provides power for us to live today. When Jesus died on the cross and was buried it didn't stop there. The final picture of all that the cross provides lies in the powerful resurrection of our Lord. Amen. He won. He didn't stay dead. His power broke through. And the same power is alive within us today. As believers, God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit living and moving through us each day. Amen. It provides the way to have victory over the enemy. We don't have to fear him or his attacks. As we live aware of his traps, the power of Christ over our lives gives us a covering and protection. Yes. We're not left to fend for ourselves. We don't fight in our own strength. We can stand strong in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mm. It provides us an eternal heavenly home. We never need to fear what will happen when we die. In Christ, we've been given the gift of eternal life. This earth is our only temporary home. God is preparing a place for us to be with him, to live forever. And you can be reassured that it will be far greater than we could ever imagine. Amen. Just pray, please. Dear God, our Father, your power raised Christ from the grave. We thank you for Jesus and all yes. that he's done for us. We thank you for this bread and cup that reminds us of his death, yes. which killed the power of sin and death for us. As we take these emblems, fill us with the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead so that we can become living messengers of your grace in our world. In the name of Jesus, our Christ. Amen. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal, Jesus took, took bread and blessed it, broke it, gave to each of them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And likewise the cup, when they had eaten, he took it and gave thanks and passed it among them, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Amen. 
Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. While we're standing, let's continue to praise. Number 285, He Lives. the six-man quartet. You come up here. 
at the pulpit and saying, he is gone. (laughs) Been gone a long time. (laughs) Oh, well, how are you this morning, church? Amen. Happy Easter. Best holiday ever. Oh, well. I trust that everyone has uh, all of their plans made already for the day and everything you're going to do already caught up and done. Your meal's all cooked and ready to go, right? (laughs) All right. Well, I got leftovers from yesterday, so I'm covered. (laughs) Well... I've got a message this morning, of course it's not original with me, but uh, it's called The Resurrection of Christ. Uh, That's an original title, I guarantee it. (laughs) But we're looking in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning, and I'm going to uh, read the scriptures and go through it uh, a section at a time. So 
Some try to prove that Christ did not rise, saying someone stole his body. We've all heard that before. However, we know he did rise, and those who say he did not have a hard time proving it. The Apostle Paul tells of Christ's resurrection. And he begins here about talking about the reality, the reality of the resurrection of Christ. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 8, and this is what it says. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one born uh, abnormally or abnormally born. So here's the reality. You know, Paul is, is just stating the facts. And again, for those who want to say or believe that his body was taken out of the tomb, well, there's a few problems with that. First of all, they had a guard at the tomb. They had a couple of guards. So they would have had to have been paid to to keep quiet. Second of all, there was a seal that was put on the tomb that was... Sealed with the seal of the uh, emperor of the day. And so they would have had to broke that seal. And it would have been obvious that that had happened. And on top of that, it uh, would have been quite a big deal to steal a body that had uh, 75 to 80 pounds of uh, herbs and spices wrapped inside of the the wrappings. That would have been a big ordeal. They would have had to have a truck, <laughs> uh, a donkey with a cart. <laughs> so there was a lot of things there. But not only that, but then on top of all that, you have all of these witnesses, eyewitnesses that are telling us they saw for themselves And at one time, it says there was over 500 people. Now, unless there really is such a thing as mass delusion, (laughs) uh, which there isn't, uh, then this thing is real. It really happened. The body was not stolen. The body was resurrected. He got up. He got up and he walked out. Now, on top of that miracle... They said that when they came to look at the tomb, they found all of the wrappings were still laying in place. So somehow, he came up out of that wrapping without disturbing it. He just floated out of it or something. And it just, it went laid right flat. And then he took the the cloth off of his face and folded it up and set it down. Wow, it's real. The resurrection is real. 
the resurrection itself here in verses 12 through 19 of the same uh, chapter 15 of Corinthians. Uh, Here he says, But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised... Our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses or liars about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if, if in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people to be most pitied. Wow. Wow. You know, just think about that. Just, just think about that. If we're still trapped in our sins, <laughs> then we have no hope. And there would be no purpose for us to be here. None whatsoever. It would be just vain. But we know that he really did rise from the dead. And because he rose, we have hope that we also will rise. When we die, the moment that we die, in less than time it takes to, to, to bat your eyes or to blink your eyes, we'll be in the presence of the Lord. Boom. Amen. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. <laughs> I'm ready. I got my reservations made. I just don't know the date yet. <laughs> They're on hold. And then we have the redemption in verses 20 through 23. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Wow. See, we have that hope. Because he resurrected, we will also resurrect. And as uh, uh, Brother Wayne preached about this morning, uh, (laughs) that, that resurrection power lives within us. Why? Because without that resurrection power, as in what Wayne was talking about, we cannot overcome sin. We don't ever overcome sin. Christ in us overcomes sin. Okay? We can't do it on our own. No matter how much we grit our teeth and and say, I'm not going to do this again. I'll never do that again. Or I'll never do this again. That is not what we can do on our own. We have to give it to God. We have to lay it down at Jesus' feet on the cross and let him nail that thing, that that sucker to the cross. And then it's done. 
We have to trust that he is powerful enough to take that away, that he is powerful enough to overcome that within us. And you know how we know that that's true? Because many people have testified to it, myself included. I remember when I quit smoking and I smoked four packs of cowboy killers a day, Marlboros, and I come under conviction about it. Now, I mean heavy conviction, <laughs> the kind where you're sitting here sweating, thinking, oh, no, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. <laughs> and so I laid them down, and I put a little New Testament in my pocket where I carried my cigarettes. And then from then on, every time I reached for a cigarette out of habit, I read a verse of Scripture, and I calmed right down. And it was gone. It was gone. So we also then see the rising talked about here uh, at ver- verses 42 through 44. And uh, it says, so will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Can you say amen? Amen. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that gives me Holy Ghost goosebumps just thinking about it. Now, if we jump down to verses 51 and 52, and it says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Wow. (laughs) That's power. That's power. Folks, I don't know about you, but when I read this, when I think about this, I get excited. You know, we're going to a place where Jesus is. I don't care so much about the streets of gold. I don't care so much about the crystal sea. I don't care so much about the mansion. I want to see Jesus. I want to be in his presence. I want to sit down at his feet and learn more. I want to meet Paul and Peter and James and John. I want to sit down with them and talk about their experiences. Can you imagine The stories that they have to tell that's not in the Bible. One time when I was walking across the desert, I got attacked by this group of people. Well, I prayed and they all backed off. (laughs) I mean, wow. The power that was displayed through the disciples. And you know what the Bible says? God said, I change not. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same power that was displayed through the apostles of old is available today. And I think that as America continues to stray off into the darkness, we're going to see more and more of his power of the Holy Spirit working and reviving this church reviving families, reviving individuals, and reviving our nation. You talk about a resurrection. That's what it's going to take 
for our nation to come back. It needs to just completely die to its sins and resurrect a new creature in Christ. But it's not beyond God to do that, folks. We need to pray hard for our nation. As Jesus resurrected, so can we. So can our church. So can our families. So can our nation. The Bible proves that Christ arose. The doubters of this resurrection must prove he did not rise, which is impossible. Good luck. We must believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. You know, we're told in Romans that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. I wonder, I wonder, is there anyone here that has not done that? That has not accepted Jesus into your heart and into your life? Is there anyone who really has not believed in their heart that Jesus is Lord and confessed it with your mouth? You know, that, that probably, I don't know about sign language, but for me, it's just here and here. <laughs> your heart and your mouth. And if you think about it, our actions do speak louder than words. We can say that we love the Lord all we want. But if our life doesn't show it, You know, you think about it this way. If a husband and wife say they love each other, but then they never spend time together, they never eat together, they never do anything together, they always live their own lives separately and do whatever they want, those words are meaningless. I wonder, do we do Christ that way? Do we tell him we love him but then go ahead and do whatever we want without him? Or do we include him in every area of our life? You see, he's proved he loves us. He died a brutal death. And then he rose so that we could have victory. And if you're not living that victory today... All you got to do is cry out to him for help. And he will give it to you. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come. As we sing, Brother Bob. Our invitation this morning is number 393, without him. Without him, I could do nothing.
You may be seated. Do you have anything else, Brother Mitch? No, sir. Well, then uh, let's take a look at the prayer.